Techies Tuesday live from MVP Arena here in the Empire offices. Are you coming on? No, you're good. All right. Um, Coach just had enough. Coach, us, honestly, he's had enough with the media. <laughs> enough of those we guys. are we are 11 days away from the home opener, as you can see, against the Carolina Cobras. And I decided to start today by getting here obscenely early, which is way later than Coach gets here. <laughs> and aggravating him until i could i i, I came here with a mission of, te- of making him swear at me and <laughs> and he tried so hard he's like no no i'm all about patience we've had good practices this week everything's going great you can't upset me levac you're not gonna q2 uh vp matt woods open the door just as coach is telling me to get the f out of his office <laughs> 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 but i gotta tell you everybody's we got all that like you gotta get a little you know it's, it's like a good hit in practice you know you gotta get a good hit in and then you go through the day. That's a, at least that's what I'm telling myself. That's right. That's the first thud. The first thump of the right. season. I like it. I yep. feel like I helped. I'm a helper. You know, I'm a people pleaser is what I am. Uh, overall success for Media Day this past weekend. Awesome stuff for the Empire as we get closer to the Did you? All right. Because, like, I'm, I can't grade it because it was I did it. So, like, what did, what did you think? Eight plus, man. We've covered a bunch of different ones. I know it's probably bizarre for you to, as a former, well, te- still media member, watching it from the other side. Like, oh, this is how it goes, huh? This is what it looks like when people are interviewing. I like other this people. part better because I, you know, I don't like tracking people down. Like the hardest part for me is just is going like everybody wants to talk to coach because coach Murdoch got extended, so uh, coach coach is is here. Uh, it's a three year extension. I I I'm excited for it. And then coach Damon Ware is now extended along with him and uh, assistant head coach. So we've got we've got some of the greatest brains in arena football and coach Murdoch. Um and. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get him again. <laughs> um, no, like so we're you know continuity uh, for everybody who's like, hey, you know how do you how do you prove to us that the the empire is here for real and for for long? Uh, I, how about extending coaches? You know who who I gotta be honest with you, I know everybody wants them. You weren't getting them. They love it here. They love they love my court of the owner. So and they tolerate me. So they weren't going anywhere. But they we wanted to make sure that was going to be the case. And and uh, thrilled thrilled to have these guys for for at least three more media days. Kind of a little mix of there's so much going on. Like you and I have covered Super Bowl media days where there's so much chaos. You're not getting what you want out of the content. And there's other media days where it feels like you're in a desert and there's nobody there. And like the other players and coaches are like. What's he asking? What's that person saying right there? Why'd they interview? It was the perfect mix of fans, media, players, coaches, a great vibe, a great feel. It was all good stuff. I loved being a part of it. Uh, Did you get to talk to the ladies from Standard? I didn't. I know they were bouncing around, talking to a lot of people. I did not get a chance to bump into them. I got to tell you, it was the first time I actually got to meet Jen and Brooke from Standard. And these are the people we want to we want in the cap region these are the people that we want to be part of the empire so to like 
I knew they were good people. I knew they were fun to be around as far as like hearing it from our friends over at Elevation. Uh, there they go. There, there they, go. they go. Look at the coach, coaches. Coach Ware and Coach Nas. Married <laughs> for three more years, whether they like it or not. I love it. <laughs> um, it but it was, it's cool when you're, when you're presenting sponsor drives an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was to be there. I didn't even tell them we were announcing them officially. They just wanted to be there. And as soon as I saw that they were really attractive women and that people would rather look at them than me and they're, you know, smart and funny and all the great things. I was like, boom, let's go. And uh, so we're, we're thrilled. We got, it's coming together. The empire is, is coming together. We knew we had the on-field set because of what coach could do last year and what they're doing this year. Um, this, this roster looks filthy, nasty, cannot wait to see them in action against other people. Um, and then now we're getting the right support around us. It's awesome. Elevation 10K standard. Woohoo! Let's go for Godzilla Media side of it. Wednesday. Yeah, we, I mean, not everything's great about that's around. Wednesday, us. the interviews will come out. You're looking forward to. Why are you waiting so long? Wednesday is when it's going to come out. I got you. Everybody you wanted. I know. I know. Why were you afraid it. of Nick Hague? Why are you afraid of linebacker slash fullback Nick Hague? I am a little afraid of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he He's is the nicest guy in the world. One of my favorite parts about covering sports in the capital region is that every summer every season like there's an athlete who maybe going into that season fans here in the capital region may not know that much about him and by the end of the season people are wearing the jerseys and going nuts for that person he is that guy this year i I can just feel it like with the hits the celebrations he has a chance to become one of the most popular athletes in the capital region this summer and with that all being said i'm a little bit nervous of being around him because he's 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 if you were wearing the other color jersey and you were out on the 50 yards there, the 50 yard, the 50 yard indoor war on the floor. That's what they used to present it as. If you were out there, you should be afraid of Nick Hague. If you're out here, that's the guy you want to hang out with. And you know me, not a big fan of people from Massachusetts, <laughs> but my guy from Worcester, he's for real. He's a good dude. He's a very, very good dude and very happy to have him on board. Last year, I thought, like, because he was on Jersey, like, he was a Jersey flight last year. Um, last year I was like, that guy's an a-hole. There's no way I would ever be friends with that guy. Typical mass hole, typical. And then I talked to him like three times a year. I'm like, we're boys. Like this is, I wish you were on our team all along. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's a great team. The empire looks pretty good. 11 days away from kickoff pregame three 30 to five o'clock right here on Gaza, the media. We got the pregame show. You're going to be joining us for as long as you can, dot, 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 whatever the yeah. president responsibilities take over. And by the way, season tickets, LeVac, we got some info right here on our visual side and audio side if you want to order your season tickets or single game tickets or whatever you want to be a we're, part we're of. We're really Empire. pushing single right now. Okay. But but you, if you want season, you got them. But like right now, it's all about the Carolina Cobras. I will tell you that this is a very, very good roster. Maybe the second best roster in the NAL right now after the Empire. We need you. We need our fans more now than ever 518-714-2200 extension 101 uh albany empire we this is going to be this game sets the tone for the whole season in my opinion and the, the, for the whole season like i want to scare carolina right off the rip like i want to scare right off the rip i want them to walk in and be like oh we rocked we walked into the wrong place like like remember the first time we talked to manas on the air and it was, he was like i want him to look at me and go i want to look across the field and say Fuck. And I like dumped it. <laughs> and I was, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want everybody to look up and go, yeah, you know what? It's it, nobody's selling a lot of tickets right now. It's not a big deal. The wrestling was the night before. It'll be fine. And then walk in and be like, oh F, they showed up. <laughs> oh, because as scary as the players are, the fans are, are way more intimidating when they get rolling. 
Way more. Way the more. The party's going to get started before kickoff. Uh, Matt Woods sales right here. Ticket guy. He's going to be part of getting there with guys. A good Empire Week leading off the kickoff. I'm fired he's up this season. He's our, Excuse he's me, Vice President. President. I'm yes, sorry, please. man. I'm sorry. Please get it right, because uh, that's why I'm allowed to still wear my hat backwards and roll <laughs> around in shorts and hoodies, because Matt's actually professional. So it's like good. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, uh, what's this? This and Matt, Matt and I will collaborate on a lot of things. We'll work together on it. And then Matt will present it to people who don't realize that you can have a brain and wear a ba backward baseball cap, which is perfect. <laughs> it works well for me. It's a team effort, guys. Team effort. One other thing before I forget. Uniforms. <sighs> Revealed today. Fire. Woo! Fire. Jamie did a great job getting that out there for everybody, our director of uh, media relations. These things. So backstory on the uniforms. We talked to everyone. We sat down with some people with some swooshes, some two-letter places. We sat down with everybody and then made very good friends with one of the owners of San Antonio. His name is Hector, and he owns a company, Sweat Sacrifice Success Sports Apparel. He mocked up these uniforms, and we did not have a choice anymore. We went with them. Everybody who's like, oh, I want something different. I want this. I want that. The lettering. Ever like he he sat down, he took notes on everything we said, put it together, got them to us fast. We're ready to go. If you haven't seen them, albanyfirenal.com, go to any of our social media. I, I love them. Like we to the point where it's funny. Like we it was one of those ones, like you know this, because like as long as you're in sports, I there's like two there's two camps, right? Anybody who wears a jersey of another man is not a man. And then there's like, that's an awesome jersey. I want it. I've been waiting because I didn't want to be the one to say I want my own jersey yeah so to we were talking about it our friends from standard brooke and jen from standard went or jen and brooke i don't like they're mass billing however they want it they were like we get jerseys right and i'm like oh, oh, oh what they said what they said <laughs> i want to be like them and and here we go and here and here here and here we go so we're going to do that uh, a lot of questions about fan jerseys yes i was going to ask you that uh we, they are on their way okay. um supply chain so they, I'm not 100% positive they'll be here for the 23rd. We might start taking orders for them. They will definitely be here, though. And they look almost identical to the players' ones. Made them a little baggier. You know, well, you can tighten them up if you want. You have pads on. Yeah, if you, if you, yeah if, you, if you saw Magruder wearing his, you don't want to wear it like Magruder. Because not everybody looks like Kenneth Magruder. Not, not everybody. We've seen uh, players at camp, especially too. Like you got to have the teammate take your shoulder pads off because they're so tight. Yeah. yeah, that's good move by you guys. <laughs> wait, and that's worth the wait. Yeah, we did a smart. photo. We did the photo shoot over at Elevation 10K, our, um, our our the company we work with for all this stuff. And these guys, so it's 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 <laughs> Darius Prince, Kenneth Magruder, Arthur Hobbs, and Brandon Cisse. And first of all, Cisse, you forget how large Cisse is. Oh, my God. He's massive. I said this to him. I'm like, dude, what do you eat, man? Like, what are you doing? Whatever doesn't get away from him. Like, whatever <laughs> he wants. Right? I mean, like. He's let's, in better let's shape be... than he's been the last four years, I told him. He was humble. Didn't say that. But, yeah, he's, he's a monster. I think it's, I think it's 100% accurate. He looks. He looks. He looks. as His arms look phenomenal. But these guys are walking around. And they're having a blast. They're, like, playing ping pong. They're doing all these things. And they're doing a photo shoot. And it's, like. It, I want to show you. I want to show you the one picture that um, that Lauren over at Elevation 10K got because it just like like I will tell you right now that Magruder is Magruder's a large human. Like he's not small. I'll show you first. And I'll show the camera. They were over playing video games, <laughs> and it's and it's and it's Magruder standing next to Brandon Cisse, 
And if you're looking right now, either on the uh, – are we on Techies? Yeah, we are. All right. If you're looking at Techies, Fire and Water Restorations Facebook, or Godzilla Media's YouTube, I think we're on Hideaway, not not Techies. I think you screwed it up. I think you suck at what you do. Really? Um, but if, you, if you're looking at – if are you? Yeah. Oh, okay, we're on Techies. Well, that looks weird over here. Are we on Hideaway too? I'll double check on them. I'm, I'm fine. I love the highway. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page, Godzilla's YouTube. You'll see it. Like, CC looks like like a grown damn man taking his kid to the arcade. <laughs> and this is, and Magruder is not little. Like, Magruder, he, he drops bodies when he hits people in the, in the end zone. So it's just cool stuff. Just, just some, some really, really cool stuff. And uh, some, some of the things that came out of Media Day, uh, we told our buddy Instacam that he was a snitch. <laughs> so he had to start today's show by saying, I ain't no snitch, Jeff. You're also not an English teacher, apparently, Cam. I don't know about that. We are not on uh, tech. We're not on the hideaways. It looks like someone switched the tech East profile pic. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, probably. Probably should know that since I do the media. For them, but, <laughs> I know. I've been a little busy. Marty Kelly did a dynamic duo of drive time. I like that. I don't, I don't mind. We appreciate do you, Marty. We yeah. see your support, man. Appreciate we appreciate you, you man. And we got a lot more. We got uh, Q&A in the, the day coming up. But, yeah, um, Media Day was fun. It was a good time. Let's keep this thing rolling. We're starting to see more and more momentum with 11 days. Uh, pack, um, pack this place. As, as our friends the fire will say who we're going to hang out with uh, this Saturday, pack the house for us. I'm bummed at Media Day. We didn't see one of our friends, Alyssa from Lily and David Fine Jewelers. She yeah. was out at Apex Entertainment. So this weekend, guys, we got Easter coming up. Spring is officially here. Shorts weather is almost here. For some of you, you've got the I'm anniversary coming, the birthdays. Happy birthday to my wife now. Shout oh, yeah. Jordan. The lovely right. Jordan's birthday. What'd you get her? Uh, I got her some stuff. What'd you get her? Some stuff. I can't tell. She hasn't opened it yet. I can't. She might be watching did you really right get her now. Anything? I got her three gifts. Unfortunately, are I did not all, go. Are they all things that you're going to drive by on the way home today? No, I did not go to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Maybe oh! I should have. Oh! 50. Hop into the new store. The Shops of Wilton is the location for you. Don't be like me. Don't. Get the wife or the girlfriend or soon-to-be fiancé, the engagement ring, wedding band, what she's looking for that fits her style and her fashion. I say that out loud all the time, and some of you get scared and start to sweat like I did years ago of what does that even mean. Don't worry. Alyssa will help you figure it out. David will help you. The staff at Lillian David Fine Jewelers walk in there, guys. Route 50 Shops of Wilton. Large selection of jewelry you can pick from, and they have the advice right there for you. Family-owned and operated business. Make sure to go out and support those businesses in the capital region. Family-owned and operated. You know my story, engagement ring, wedding band. Make it your story as well today. Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Loves the Albany Empire. Supports Godzilla Media, LeVac and Goss. Support her and David and everybody at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Route 50, Shops of Wilton this spring. Love, love, love. So, yeah, I was bummed because I knew she, I knew she was going to be through Apex as well. I uh, was hoping to get a chance to at least say hi to her, uh, miss miss talking to her. Um, I tell you that I was married. I wouldn't miss a birthday. Like, oh, I, did. I would do that. That would be that would be what I would. <laughs> I, I just started laughing because I, I, I know this is usually Q&A. Can you, do, can you look at the comment that just happened between Corey and Nick on our, on our comment? I, I only see <laughs> I only see Nick. I don't see Corey. Corey wrote. Corey wrote. Hi guys. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. So Corey, hi guys, and then Nick responded with, "Yeah, uh, sir, please calm down." <laughs> Who is Nick? I don't know, but it's funny. Are you... <laughs> Good job, Nick. I thought he was talking to us. <laughs> I thought he was like after me for the ahu ahu. Um, Nick Pat. <laughs> I hope it's about down. Corey. Maybe I'm. It wrong. is now. Okay, it is whether he wanted, whether he meant it to be or not. It's about Corey now. That's that's all there is to it. Um, 
You want to talk a little Yankees Red Sox or takeaways from the opening series of the season for the rivalry that is baseball's best? Anything that stuck out to you? Like, how are you feeling after taking two or three from the rival? Not as good as I'd like to. I, they just, it's funny because even in those first two wins, they did not look good. The Yankees do not look good. They don't look settled. They don't look like they did enough to be the team you want them to be. There's flashes. I mean, I thought Judge would be smacking the cover off the ball right out, right out of the gate. I thought with the, you know, the, the contract up in the air, all those things. Here, here's the deal. Brian Cashman said flat out, I need to do what's best for the team now and in the future when they said, are you going to keep negotiating? So he's obviously telling you what I already said last week. He's going to keep trying to get the contract done, at least at some variety. But if you're in judging, you make the statement, I don't want to be distracted by contract negotiations during the season. First pitch, no more talk. You better be dialed in, sir. Well, you don't, I'm not interested in conversations that involve over $30 million a year because I'm playing baseball. Well, you, how about you hit a little better? <laughs> how about you do a little more for me? Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, they look like the issues that we've seen in the past, the recent history. Runners in scoring position, guys get on base, they don't bring them home. Um, you know, sloppy base running. Joey Gallo is. Uh, you and I were watching Gallo over the hideaway. We're like, what? I think that's enough for the outfield for Mr. Gallo. I know he's a home run hitter, mm. smashes dingers, as the internet likes to say. <laughs> I know he's out there smashing dingers, but you leave my dinger alone. Maybe enough outfield for Gallo. I think that's, you know, we did this to Clint Maybe Frazier. Yankees for Gallo. <laughs> for Gallo right? Like we did the Clint Frazier thing, and Frazier got better in the outfield, but age comparison, Gallo versus Frazier. I think the ship has sailed on Gallo being an outfield contributor. You think you said this to me? Just stick Stanton out there. Yeah. All right? Just, like you're paying him enough. Stick then again, Stanton out then again there. watching Stanton. Lumber to first base didn't really instill me with a ton of confidence. <laughs> it's true. A ton of confidence either. I, I think it's uh it's gonna be did she just trip? Um <laughs> I think she tripped. Even it, this is but this is the problem. Like, I don't think they're far off. I think it's mindset. I think it's I think it's them playing smart baseball. Like like the biggest problem that I've ever had with Gallo is Gallo is boomer bust. He is either a home runner or he's a strikeout, and there is no in between. I don't think a guy's hit a single in his whole career. I don't think he's ever I don't think he's ever stopped at first base unless he's playing first base. I don't think he stopped at first base, but there's, you see the, the John Carlos stands playing great. He, I mean, at least hitting great, you know, Glaber's showing a little flash every once in a while when he's actually out there, which is nice. Donaldson looks fine to me. I like, you know, he's not, he's not full blown MVP, but he definitely looks like he belongs there. Rizzo's showing flashes, but they're not putting it all together. Pitching's been subpar. Tyone pitched well, but subpar. And the hitting is sporadic. Blue Jays gave you every opportunity on the planet to win that game yesterday, and you didn't do it. So I don't know. Is it is it Boone? Is it whatever? Is it too early? Do I need to shut the f up? They're two and two. But I, I thought they should they should at least be three and one right now. I'm glad you jumped to the Blue Jays here from this Red Sox thing because the Red Sox started the season uh, for the Yankees walk off win, new player against the rival, home opener. Wow, what a way to start off the year. The rest of the series didn't live up to the first game. Like, if that's a movie and the start of the movie is better than the end, you're like, I don't know if I liked that movie. That's how Yankee fans felt after the Red Sox series. Spot on like you're talking about, that you don't finish off the sweep. The Sunday night game's the one you don't catch. And I do want to get to that K-Rod cast in a second. But the Blue Jay oh. thing is different because the Blue Jays felt completely different from the Yankees from start to finish. Like, the energy, yeah. the aggression at the plate. And this is the reason. In April, as soon as April, I was like, 
okay, the Blue Jays are really that good. You know, that yeah. we get every year there's a preseason hype around a team in Toronto got it this year. I picked Toronto to get to the World Series. Wow. <laughs> I mean, everybody from Vlad Jr. to Bisha, we know the names. They are that good. They're fun to watch, all that stuff. And yeah, the Yankees are gonna have a tall task in front of them all year with Toronto. When they when they they chance cheater at Springer all the time, it's it's um it's a well it's a well-made roster it's a it's a really good mixture of young talent as well as some veterans mixed in it's it's a well-made roster it it really really is yankees are still in my opinion they still have a, the slightly better roster especially if the pitching does what it's supposed to do but it does right now it hasn't so it's hard to say that but i don't know i don't know what like i just i think as a yankee fan the reason that you kind of overreact and already hit the panic button four games into the year is they didn't do anything like Donaldson again I, I love having Donaldson I love having a legit all-star caliber third baseman Rizzo being back you got an all-star caliber first baseman maybe he's not as good as he once was but he's still he's still pretty damn good you got you, you did nice little things but you didn't do anything that made me go oh that is markedly better than you were last year so now when I see them play with this just malaise of guys on base, not getting them home, pitching's not really stepping up as much as you hope they would, just all those little things come together. It's just like, oh, well, here we go again. I've seen this movie. I know you talk about the beginning of the movie. I've seen the beginning of this movie 16 times. I, I you know, it feels like it feels like every year since since 2009. So what, 13 times I've seen this movie. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not optimistic at the moment. Did you get a chance on Sunday night to watch any of the K Rodcasts? Michael K and Alex Rodriguez, sort of, I guess, for lack of a better comparison, doing the Manning brother cast. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And they had Ortiz pop in. Yeah. Look, and I use that Manning thing just because I think for some who didn't watch it, that's the best example. I would say to their credit, they tried that's, not. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like, like the setup is like the Manning brothers. But they're not trying to be the Manny Brothers. Like, they tried to do something different than them. You mentioned Poppy hopped on and him and A-Rod were going back and forth. Uh, Jeff Passing came on and said, why are you guys on a smaller screen, but Michael K's head's still bigger than mine? Like, that's funny. Like That's, that's well, some pretty good stuff they were doing. Um, I tried to watch. There was, I think there was, um, there was something wrong with it. Because every time I heard uh, this one sound, I got violently ill. It was A-Rod's voice. <laughs> I hate him he's so useless to me i don't even like i know he knows baseball and i know I'm, it's dangerous because aaron here at the, the mvp arena loves a rod like loves him it's dangerous for me to say this in this building i just cannot stand him and michael k <laughs> i know he's being funny but during the during the other broadcasts the actual broadcast they started making fun about how big everybody's head was on the screen and Cone was part of it, and Paul O'Neill was part of it, like, or something, whatever. So they got into it last night. Like, to, to, Kay's, to Kay's credit, he waited until, like, the sixth or seventh inning and brought it up, which I thought was hysterical. They brought it up then, that they made fun of how big his head was. But it's just like, no, I have no interest in watching. Like, the thing that makes the Manning cast so cool is I don't know anyone who loves football who wouldn't want to watch football with Peyton and or Eli. I have zero interest in ever breathing the same air as Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> For real, yeah, right. And, and Michael Kay, very nice guy, awkwardly tall. Um, I just again, I hear him here and there. I don't really. What? Okay. See ya. That's okay. Good. That's all I need from you. I don't know. Like they didn't put guys in that room that I want to see. You know how baseball critics are like 
baseball's too boring. They got to play to the Gen Z and the millennials and blah, blah, blah. You and I have never been those types of critics that a fixed baseball, it needs this, it needs that. Baseball's trying really hard. Like whether it's the the sharing of stuff on social media, trying to fo- focus more on home runs and Apple TV and every like they're trying to expand where you can find the games for a different audience. And this, they're trying really hard. I give them credit for that. What you just said about Alex Rodriguez is why people won't tune in. For the Manning brothers, you might like Peyton, you might like Eli, or you might like the celebrities they're promoting, like they promoted Poppy. So then you're in and you're out. But how many people are just going to stick around to watch Alex Rodriguez? And that's kind of the point of these broadcasts, like their personality based broadcasts. So if you don't like the personality, you're not going to stick around for the broadcast. Yeah, that's it. This show, the the carnate the incarnations of this show that that were that were good, was always built. If, if we were having this conversation in a bar, would you want to sit down next to us and and have that conversation? Okay, that's the goal. That's the plan. That's why you do it. I would rather if I would rather it be Ortiz all the time. Like at least Ortiz makes me laugh. Like I don't like him because what he did to my Yankees. But I don't like him. I don't like A Rod because what he did to my Yankees, and he was on the team. So no, I, I don't. No, no, I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't play with him. Can't watch with him. Can't do it. No, out. Well, that guys, we're live from the MVP Arena. Eleven days until the Empire kicks off. <laughs> Title defense going after, going after it, baby. By the way, uh, Empire never missed the postseason. Um, Ooh, true nice. story. Like true that. story. True story right there. Uh, the first year is a little interesting if you want to, you know, mix some things around, but that's still, still true. Still true. <laughs> true still true statement. But uh, we're here. And of course, check us out. Techies Fire and Water Restorations Facebook page. Your best way back to normal. Techies, T E firewater.com. Um, if you are having a bad, bad day, we are going to be your best, best friends, whether it be fire damage, water damage. There was a flood downstairs. <laughs> flood downstairs? <Here? laughs> Not like a full one. An MVP arena? One of the rooms. What? All right. So, so our trainer, Emily, is phenomenal. She is so good. Um, she's draining one of the one of the cold tubs for the guys. And apparently, the drain got plugged up a little bit, but she was so busy doing other things, she didn't notice. And it just so happens that Mike Corda, owner of Techies Fire and Water Restoration, is walking by, and like he's a perfect guy. I mean, if you're gonna flood a room, that's the guy you want around, right? And he's like, oh, he, he figures out what's wrong with the drain instantly. Whatever gets everything gets everything started drying in the right direction. But yeah, like. like Thank God we're owned by Tech East. You know, what I mean? like, thank yes. God, thank God, man. Oh my God, but it's this hysterical stuff. You, just, you can't, you can't make it up. Poor girl, she felt, she felt terrible. We're like, it's fine. Don't it worry worked about out it. well for. Her. Don't uh, worry about it. I, I was gonna talk about the Masters, but I feel like it's already been covered. You and I were talking right before we went live here about Cam Newton. I guess the only thing I'll say about the Masters is that Tiger still overshadowed Scotty Scheffler's win. Like even at the end all be all, people, are, oh my God, Tiger finished. We. And because Scheffler won by so much, that was kind of the end. And Rory had a great final round. And Scheffler is young. Yes, he looks old, but he is not. He's he is. Here's here's the thing: Is Scotty Scheffler finally the one who comes around and does the things that Tiger did at his age? Because he's actually outperforming him at this point, age to age. So there's been two examples of this happening: Spieth, who also looked older than he was with the lack yeah. of hair he had. Yeah. If you'll remember, I hope people still remember Patrick Harrington. Remember Patty Harrington? Remember him? The, he's that he's that bear, that stuffed bear that eats marmalade. <laughs> it's a no, kid's show. I don't think that's it. Isn't it? But those guys won multiple majors, and everyone thought they'd be the next Tiger. It just didn't happen. So because we've had other examples of guys like this, like even Dustin Johnson for a minute was yeah. Capco. Like we've had these names flirt with potentially being the next Tiger. But Scheffler's 25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it will never happen. But the 
trajectory. Yeah, nailed it. Of how fast he's going is who I don't want to say tiger like, but uh, maybe like cub like. Maybe not a full tiger, but yeah, a but cub. he's actually outperforming Tiger at this point. He is. Like for you, sure. you go to Tiger when he's twenty five and Scheffler when he's twenty, but he's done more. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. Tiger was good to see Tiger survive it. You know, you knew that that's so tiring. That that course, just walking that course isn't easy. Now you walk that course when you're supposed to lose your leg like a year ago. That's it's impressive. What Tiger did was really impressive. What Sheffler did was was more impressive, except for the fact that, um, well, you know, nobody cares. He's just not charismatic. No, he's not. He's an old school golf where it's like, oh, okay, all right, that guy, that guy, oh, top, very good. Uh, He'll never play the Phoenix Open ever. So, it masters. Eh. Eh. That's right. I didn't have enough eh. drama. Not enough drama for your mama. No thanks. I was all good. Eh. All right. I just wish Jim Dance would say that at the end. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> friends. Not enough drama for your mama on this Sunday. <laughs> Give me that, man. Give me arousing, that, Dance. Arousing. Eh. From, yeah. from everyone here at the Masters, do you want to do you want to do the Cam Newton? Thing? I didn't, but now I kind of do. I kind of do want to do Cam. I, I especially want to hear some comments on social media about this Cam Newton story. From I, I gotta be honest, like the Cam Newton thing cracks me up because this is one of those situations where we're gonna he's gonna get canceled. He's gonna get canceled. Maybe he's not gonna get full blown Will Smith canceled. Will Smith, you can't find on Netflix. He's not allowed at the Academy of this or the other thing. He, He's a, a, a allegedly they've recast him in I Am Legend two with Michael B Jordan. Um, they've canceled like three movies they were building with him in it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's canceled, canceled. I think Cam Newton's opinion of of how he feels a woman should be is going to get him canceled. Which tell me the last time Cam Newton said something you're like, you know what? He's got a great point. Like it, it like it's when do we remember to cite the source? Like it's it's Cam Newton. Cam's got a little crazy in him. Look at the way he dresses. He brought back the male romper, which like I said brought back because I think it's basically a onesie from when you're a baby. So if you didn't hear it, Cam Newton was on the, the podcast Million Dollars Worth of Game. Was that a Z on Million Dollars? Yeah, okay. yeah dollars. dollars. Um, it, it's, it came out yesterday, and he complained about women who can't cook and don't know when to be quiet. Uh, he said, quote, now a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. Right. And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, I'm this, I'm that no baby, but you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. And people are hot they're heated wouldn't you rather he said it out loud like ladies wouldn't you rather he said it out loud you run into cam newton in a bar cam newton, great looking dude got all the money in the world i assume you know you walk into a bar you ladies you see him you're like huh what's up how you doing now you know if you can't cook you don't know when to shut up and allow him to lead that ain't your dude like wouldn't you rather he said it out loud you know, no questions out of the gate. You have to wait till nice. day three or four to find out. So David Newton is the one who publishes for ESPN. No relation to Cam Newton. What do you think his day? Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton. Um, that no. one I'm not sure of. That okay. one I'm not sure Maybe. Okay. So what do you think his day was like today, right? Like, all right, <laughs> slow day here for, wait, am I on the Patriots beat? Am I on the Panther beat? All right, I'm on the Panther beat. Okay. Oh, man, nothing going on. Let me just stalk Cam Newton podcast appearances. 
Oh, I don't think oh, he had a stock. He, I don't think he had a stock. No, anything. do you think I it think, just came up and came no? I think once it? that came out, people started talking because that million dollars worth of game that that does pretty well. That's that's one of the barstool jammers. Um, no, that's one of the ones you you don't somebody. And that's the other thing too is like people are all ready to be offended for other people because they want to be the one who they like like snitches everywhere. Like <laughs> didn't even mean nothing to you. Like it means nothing. It means nothing to me that Cam Newton feels that way. Like if Cam Newton was dating my my sister or my cousin or God forbid my daughter, all right, these these words he and I would have to sit down and have a conversation. But like it's it's Cam Newton. There's so many dudes who feel that way. And by the way, there's women who feel that way. Like I don't, I just don't care. Ooh, I, I got Barstool and Cam Newton. I'm rubbing my hands yeah. together as a reporter. Right. Oh, I'm going to get controversy. Cam I can't Newton wait to set up. says them women need to know when to shut the F up. Like, dude, all right. You, you're, you're, it's your beautiful wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Jordan. You found the perfect woman. You like the way your dynamic works. If, for whatever reason, you know, you were abducted by aliens, dropped off on another planet. It's just like this one, but obviously you can't see, you're never going to see your wife again. Everybody's alive and happy. Everybody's good. You're going to go try to find a woman very similar to her. Eventually, once you, after years of years of being sad and trying to find a way to get back here, but there's people out there dating somebody who's like, man, you know what? I, I agree. I wish my, I wish she would shut the F up. I wish whatever. Like I love strong women. I love strong women, but I also like, you know, there's times when I'm going to shut the F up. If you could shut the F up once in a while, too, that'd be great. He knows what he wants. He's, he's, I, I think it's a little weak of him, but it, it leave him alone. Who cares? It's now, a, you know, yeah, it circles back to what you let off with this. It says that when someone offers their opinion or offers their take on anything, whether it be uh, sports teams they like, religion, politics, overall views of values of life, and it doesn't coincide with the way that either the majority believes it or you personally believe it, get on social media. Get them! Like, that's what it's become now. Like, so many people in 2022 say, I want people to be real and authentic and don't give right. me the BS. And don't give me the fake stuff. All right, we gave it to you, like, straight. This is how Cam Newton feels. Give me a little fake stuff, actually. Right, Can we right. hide a little bit of it? It's like, uh, and I don't know who the people are who get upset about this Cam Newton stuff. Like, it doesn't upset you. It doesn't upset me. It doesn't change the way I think of him as a football player. And that's the core of how most people know Cam Newton. is like an effective quarterback in the NFL and MVP. Yeah. But... Like, do you think team will? Uh, do you think the Panthers will not sign him now because of this? Well, no. This happened in 2017, right? 2017, female reporter asked him about running routes. "Quote: If if it's funny to hear a female talk about routes, it's funny." Um. Now, he goes like he he, had, he was forced to apologize after careful thought. I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful to women. To be honest, that was not my intentions. And if you're a person, like those, one of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. Okay. He, in in the, the, the one that he did Monday that everybody's talking about, it's now a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's need. 2017. <laughs> it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Okay. It's funny. And then. After careful thought, I understand that my word, that's not written by the same person, like the same person. He was given a statement to apologize. I hope he doesn't apologize this time. I hope he says, listen, ladies, if you don't agree with those statements, we shouldn't date. But if you do, hit me up. <laughs> Years ago, we said that 
Rex Ryan being on ESPN was actually not the best fit for Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan should have gone on HBO and been unfiltered. Like even Bart yeah. Scott a little bit too. Like Bart Scott got his start oh. on CBS. I think Bart Scott might annoy me if he was unfiltered though completely. Because he's just too over the too top. Much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much. So like here's the thing with Cam Newton. If we think about post-football career for Cam Newton, maybe, and this is, you know, terms relative, however you grade what is good, he could be good at that. Like hosting a podcast, being on a radio show, being on a entertainment culture, you know, building the brand, all that. Like a that, dating show. What, whatever Cam Newton is trying to accomplish with those comments, or maybe just being real and honest, like nice. people are caring. Like he could yeah. retire probably from the NFL, and we could get headlines about Cam Newton's podcast all the time or show or whatever he wants to do. So maybe there's an audience for the Cam Newton thing that, hey, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be like when he had the stuff with New England go down, he didn't go to ESPN or CBS. He sat in the middle of a 50-yard line high school field with his dad, <laughs> which now saying this out loud, it was kind of weird now thinking. But you know what? He said, hey, I'm going to control the narrative. I'm yeah. going to do it my way. Right. Although having my dad interview me and toss me softballs, whatever. Like, hey, you've got the means to do it, and it looks like you want to do this. So, And people are clearly reacting to him. That's maybe success is how you grade what happened to Cam Newton today. I just I think, I just think it's funny. Like, you're allowed uh, – opinions are, are your own, right? And if that's what he's looking for in a woman – Okay, ladies, if that offends you, don't hit on Cam Newton. Don't let Cam Newton hit on you. Guys, if your sister's dating Cam Newton, have some words. But otherwise, laugh about it because at least you know what he is. I, that's the thing. There's so many people out there who don't say what they're really thinking because they know they can't get away with it. Let them say what they want. Let them talk. It's better. It's easier. It's easier to find them. It's easier to stay away from them. That's what I want. Listen. I would love a woman that would give me whatever I want whenever I want it. But I get bored real fast. I get bored real fast. It sounds good. It sounds so good. <laughs> hey, what'd you do today? Whatever I wanted. Uh, what'd the wife do? Whatever I told her to. You'd be bored. You you think it sounds good? It doesn't. I've uh, Some of the relationships in my life that I've seen that are really, really good, the women would be classified as bitches because they are powerful and they tell the man what to do at times and all this other stuff. But then you look at it, and where they're telling him what to do are the exact moments that dude wants nothing to do with leadership. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> like, like, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. Like, you see these women who are like, I like to run the house. I like to do this, this, and this. And then the guy is sitting over in the corner going, yep, she does. Well, what about you? You don't want to run the house? No, I'm going to go mow the lawn. I'm going to do some other stuff. She's going to handle that, and then I'm going to do what I got to do. And we work together. It's just, it's thinking that thinking that everybody thinks the same. Like, there's no guys out there right now who are looking around going, like, he's completely right. Like, there's dudes out there who completely agree with him. Weak willed, but there's dudes. <laughs> they don't have a podcast. That's right. Keep it themselves. <laughs> oh, it was just it. It just cracks me up. Like, you're gonna cancel him over that, and then you know what's coming. Like, Caroline's getting hate mail and everything else. Like, dude, I know women that would eat him alive for that. And I'd laugh watching it. I'd enjoy every second of it. You know what? Do you want to be a woman even? Taking, no, I'm like, ugly. No, <laughs> like, let's say. I do have nice boobs. Like we'll we'll just pick like Sarah Spain. And I know maybe that's not the best example. But like. Sarah Spain's great. But like, very opinionated. Very beautiful. Very, very on top of her game. But if you pick any female sports analyst or commentator and this story's tossed at them today, like, hey, can you comment on the Cam Newton thing? You're only going to take one side. Like the yeah, take right, you just gave and I right. just date. Like Sarah Spain's like, I, you kind of <laughs> pigeonholed me. I got to be the voice for every woman like uh, Jamel Hill. Think whatever you want of her. But unfortunately, now the point of her career, like anything involving race, like 
hey, uh, can you just call Jamel Hill? Like it's at points people don't even want to be pigeonholed by some of these topics. But um, that's sometimes the world, unfortunately, that uh, traditional media companies want to do this with people. You know the beauty of this, too, though? No, baby, but you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to leave. When's the last time Cam Newton had a meal that wasn't provided by, like, a, a, a professional or personal chef of some variety, right? I mean, like, that's what most of these guys get. That's what it is. And mostly, like, growing up, my mother cooked all the meals. I find a woman who cooks lasagna like my mom's, we're going to have a conversation. That's a good – that's a plus. That's it. All right, in the protocol. People expect these guys to be polished. I'm way more offended by Cam Newton's business decision in the Super Bowl to not cover that fumble. The route thing was – the route thing was wrong. The route thing was rude. He tried to dress down a professional. That was rude. That was wrong. This was – this is what I want out of a woman. You. I, here, I'm gonna do it too. I want a tall woman with really big boobies. What? Yeah, I did it. Levac, I did it. At Cancel the, me. At the Le- Jeff Levac on Twitter. Yes, Levac's waiting for the day he can get canceled. I've been <laughs> trying to be canceled for years. <laughs> I thought my WWE comments was gonna get me canceled years ago. <laughs> Nothing. Not a damn thing. No, it's just it's just funny to me. Like, is it? Is it? <laughs> Did you ever did you ever hear Cam Newton speak and go, I really hope one day I get to hang out with Cam Newton? No. Did did you hear this comment and say, I really want to hang out with Cam Newton? No. Right. It didn't change nothing for me. Like I if if Tom Brady said something like this, I'd be like, what? Really? <laughs> like you feel that way? <laughs> huh. Like I, I'm now I'm curious. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's not saying this. Like you go through the NFL. There's a lot of guys who aren't saying this, but there's a lot of guys that's like, I'll be like, huh. Ah, Okay, that makes sense. I get it. You know, maybe that's where they're raised down in the south, something like that. Whatever. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. Ugh, it's funny to me. I love. I love people get mad about this. Like, how many dudes right now are like, I can't believe he would say that about a woman. I I hate Cam Newton. Cam Newton, you piece of crap. You. I'll tell you what. I Will Smith. Yeah, if I had a chance. Uh, hey, um, Will Smith is actually wrong too because his wife didn't ask him to stand up for him. And she, uh, we, Will Smith sucks too. <laughs> like, stop being offended. Women will tell you when to be offended for them. They'll tell you. They don't need your support. Believe it or not, they can handle it. This is when a guy gets on and like tells his wife everything you just said, and then gets on social media, Twitter, Facebook with a fake name like yeah. Panthers Rule Forty Four. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Cam. I don't yeah. care what anyone said. You're yeah. right. Bah, 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 bah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, uh, honey, I'll tell you what. I'll never wear number one again, ever again. I think it's a beautiful thing what Cam said today. All women should know how to cook and shut the F up. When is National Steak and BJ Day? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just so funny to me. People get so much. Everybody's so mad about Like, I, I guess what, they took off like 10 years of Will Smith stuff off yeah, of Netflix. Yeah, 10 years. Can you, imagine, can you imagine paying for Netflix, going to find Hitch, and he ain't there? I'd be like, mother. I like that show. That's my movie. You don't punish me because dude slapped somebody. He taught Kevin James how to dance. Yes. Live above the hips for big guys. That's right. Live above the hips. Oh, I was so no, this is home. This That's is right. home. That's home. Right here. This is home. <laughs> but like, like, I, we're gonna show him. We're gonna we're gonna take away content. You ever see Bright? Right. It's like a no. it's a it's like a science fiction thriller type thing that he's in is like a monster or whatever it's like or no he's with him he paired up with a monster it's like i am robot but it's like or i robot or whatever the fuck. it's good it's funny it's good it's something different something i hadn't seen it's based on like a graphic novel it's gone 
Can't watch it because Will Smith slapped somebody. Don't take it away from me. They're going to take him out of I Am Legend 2. I want to see I Am Legend 2. I love Michael B. Jordan, but I want to see Will Smith and I Am Legend 2. I'm sorry that he's he, he hit somebody, but that don't take it away from me. Is there a little piece of you that wishes you were in the meeting when the conversation happened, though? Like, you got to imagine, right? It's a board of directors for Netflix. There's like yeah. eight people in it. All right, let's talk about Will Smith today. Okay, what are yeah, we doing? What are we doing? We, we've got him, we got him making two movies, right? We got him doing a bunch of stuff. We're very yeah, excited, right? He's got a bunch of stuff coming up, but he slapped Chris Rock. Cancel it all. We don't need him. There's this one lady, right? Clutching the pearls. No. <laughs> My stars have got him. Not a slap. A slap. He slapped another man. What did the what did the like what did the man do? Did he press charges? No, no, but we we're gonna take care of this. We're gonna by the way, there's uh, by the way on Netflix right now, get Roman Polanski's whatever. Like, you probably I can still watch Naked Gun. OJ's in that. Yeah, when they went through the list of people who was banned by the Academy, and then like Will Smith is at the end of it, like this doesn't match, guys. Like, they, I mean, come on, Cosby's on here and Will who Smith. Was oh, was it, who was it? Somebody was. It might have been Stern. Somebody I heard they said they were like, not letting him go for ten years is not a punishment. They should make him host for ten years. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just so silly. And again, like, the people get mad. It has nothing to do with. I like. I love Chris Rock. The fact that he hit Chris Rock, I thought was was over the top. Shouldn't have done it. Whatever. See him and Chris Rock at this point. If Chris Rock is fine, if if you walked up and slapped somebody right now, I'd be like, guys, what the hell are you doing? You're out of your mind. Is guys going to jail? No. Okay, guys, we got to work. Get back in here. <laughs> Listen, we have to do the one good podcast on your entire crappy network. Stop hitting people. What are you doing? How dare you? You know what? <laughs> Mohawk Honda is the way I got here. Mohawk Honda, whether you're male, female, Will Smith, Chris Rock, they will accept you in Glenville, New York. Mohawk Honda continues. I identify as a fan of Mohawk Honda. Identify as a user of the Kelly Blue Book offer, where you can walk Ooh. into Mohawk Honda and walk away with money in your pocket. Wait, Think fine. about that. You have to walk away because you sold your car to them. That's right. Or run, sprint off the lot, running it's away. It's good for you. Healthy. You can imagine Nick or Nate on social media. There's another one. There they go. They got the Kelly Blue Book <laughs> offer. They're running off the lot. Glenville, New York is a spot for you. Trade in your vehicle. Find a new ride. We both love Mohawk Honda. I tell you about my pilot EXL all the time. Uh, the in-laws are driving my vehicle around, and I allowed it because they needed to experience how good a vehicle was. My dad is now bothering Cam McKenna. Now I think he just calls him all the time. Cam, I got this idea. I think he's pitching ideas to Cam. So, Cam, <laughs> I apologize. Brian McKenna, Lindsey Harridan, Greg Johnson, if my dad is just randomly calling about vehicles. That's how much he's now starting to fall in love with Mohawk Honda. Call if you like a new car, new he's ride. Researching stop his new it. role. It's car shopper. Car shopper. He's, yeah. he's watched the Uber Showtime series yeah. and thought, you know what? I see something here. The Henry Ford movie. I'm sick and tired of playing meth heads. I want to play somebody who's involved in the automobile industry. I heard your dad was going to be a car salesman in the next Will Smith movie. <laughs> they took him out and yeah. put my dad in. Well, he was going to be in it. Now, now it's canceled. Now he's out. <laughs> It's not fair. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. You, I'm pointing at you. Uh, LeVan guys live from MVP Arena. It's a Tech East Tuesday. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Best way back to normal. Check us out online, tefirewater.com. Uh, we, uh, we appreciate you looking into it because, again, when you need us, good to know how to get a hold of us, Tech East Fire and Water restoration what do you want to do now i'm mean, like uh, looking through these notes i don't even know if they're all ours i feel like that the, I feel like... the nba playoff change like post covid i don't know if you and i have ever even addressed it together that the nba expanded oh, that's right. you playoffs, weren't yeah right? you were you stopped showing up for work for some reason it did. My, my i did my stopped remember. working i don't remember what it was I think so mine still does by the way 
It does, actually. I, I don't know what you're going to find in there besides tumbleweeds walking into that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10 is now the expanded NBA playoffs. And because of that, a New York team got in. Uh, the mm. Brooklyn Nets are playing in this, what do we want to call it? Play opening in, round, playing, play play fine. Uh, I guess before we break down, if the Nets are going to get down with Ben Simmons now, uh, do we like do we like the expanded NBA playoffs? Is it too much? Is it a money grab? What, what are we doing here? I actually like it more than I thought I would. Um, I like it as long as people call it play-in. If you try to call it playoffs, I'll be pissed off. Postseason, play-in, acceptable. Playoff, unacceptable. Uh, it, it is – it definitely – it adds some more drama. It's It's pretty cool. More teams participating. I don't know if it really slows down tanking all that much, which I know was originally one of the things they were hoping it would do. But um, I guess I guess the question for me could be answered this year. Like, if you really want to make it good, can you show me a team that could win it all from one of these spots? And I honestly think that Brooklyn could. So I don't think I don't know if they're gonna. But now that you've got with their story, look at the way it all came together. Harden pissing and moaning all year. Kyrie was a part-time player at best. Durant was hurt a bunch. Well, now you got Kyrie and KD, both healthy, both ready to go, possibly Ben Simmons. I don't know if you need him or not. But, like, this is a team that could possibly jump up and win. They are, talent-wise, still one of the most stacked teams in the East. The Ben Simmons situation, if they do add him to the playoff roster, it feels like it's not worth yeah, it because they've played right. so long without him. Like this would be. Well, they game say he's one. not even running full speed yet. Nationally, yeah. he hasn't even had him like like running full wind sprints yet. How do you feel? You feel if you're a Sixer fan, by the way, too. You got all that stuff for Simmons. He hasn't even played yet for Brooklyn. I thought he was just avoiding going to Philadelphia. He's not even yeah. taking the floor. Yeah, bigger problems if you're a Sixers fan. Yeah, yeah uh, you're you're from Philadelphia. Uh, Cleveland, by the way, was like the story of the season before everybody got hurt on their roster. So. Brooklyn should win. Yes, like you yeah. said, if they get fully healthy and even without Ben Simmons, Kyrie and Durant and the vaccination situation and all that stuff that can piece together, they are a legit team that can win it. Uh, I know right now of this taping, and we are live right now, so depending on when you're listening. There was a, <laughs> Unless you're listening after now. Right. Uh, there was a situation in Brooklyn today involving a subway station and a shooting and everything else. As of this, there's been no change to tip off. You know, there was a shooting while we were at the mall the other day? Yeah, I walked out and the whole what thing the was I should have gave you a text about that. Uh but well, yeah. I was calling them all. I was like, yo, listen, are we good? Okay, we're good. Okay, cool. So yeah, Brooklyn can win. Uh, as to the overall expanded playoffs, I, I guess the point is to make it more competitive for those one and two seeds because if you compare the one versus eight and two versus seven across sports, it's usually the most likely blowout. If the NBA thinks, okay, let's avoid blowout series at all costs, and we think this can do it, okay. I guess if you're hoping to improve your product, I'm far more excited about this stuff than the constantly rumored mid-season tournament the NBA has been tossing around. <laughs> yeah. I'll take this. All right, well, give this, me this, uh, and I'll give me the other thing. This doesn't actually change like the face of the game. You right. know what I mean? Like the actual structure is still the same. You just you just worked in a better way to seed the the final two, which is which is fine. Whatever. I don't I don't I, I like it to a degree. To be honest with you. But like if you if all of a sudden you're changing everything in the middle, like NASCAR started doing it where like you could win certain sections of the season and all like I was trying, I was finally starting to get into NASCAR. I was like, oh, this is kind of get it. Like kind of like all of a sudden it's like, oh, but I've won this section and that one won that one. I'm like, all right, F you, I'm out. I'm confused. I am confused. Like I I could and I know NASCAR fans like you just didn't try to understand. You didn't try to understand it. You gotta try harder. Ping. Spit their tunes back out. 
this is also the time NBA fans start screaming. I told you the regular season might be weak, but we're going to step up in the postseason. Okay, first of all, for Just some of those... make the regular season even more meaningless. Yeah. It, really does. <laughs> and especially the last week here of the regular season, like Embiid easily won the scoring title. That's just an individual thing. But when the Milwaukee Bucks sit their entire starting lineup so they can play the Bulls in the first round, smart, but also showing the games maybe don't matter at the end. When the Orlando Magic mysteriously have their best player, Mo Bamba, Bamba, get hurt and not play so they get more ping pong balls in the lottery. Guys, we're watching. Like we, we see yeah. what's happening here, NBA. Some of these things became headlines of the final week because of the ways in which teams manipulate. Oh, by the way, uh, Kevin Herter, Capital Region Connection. The Hawks yeah. play on Wednesday against an exciting Hornet team. Michael Jordan, the owner. Uh, Bridges, the best dunker in the NBA. Is Jordan playing? He is not playing. I don't care. The youngest ball brother playing point guard. All that <laughs> stuff for the Hornets. A mellow little ball. And the Pelicans, by the way, made it without Zion. Yeah. That is that moment, like when you're watching, like they got the graphic, and it's like coming up tomorrow. You've got San Antonio versus CJ McCollum. Wait, who? That's the best one you got. Okay, okay, all right. That's the best you got. Um, um, by the way, Zion was most spotted. I'd say looking. I don't know. I want to say in shape. I guess here's the most recent picture of Zion. Uh, if you can just Google Zion bucket hat. But I always call it a bucket hat. My hat is more safari-like. Your hat is more a safari hat. I feel like Zion's head in a bucket. You think it's a bucket hat? Yeah, that's a bucket. All right, he was wearing that on the bench the other day, and I thought it looked funny because his head was a lot bigger than the And you ordered how many more bucket hats? Check the price. Yeah, I I thought so. I thought so. You're just looking for a reason to wear damn things. They just don't fit well with the headphones on, so that's why we don't wear them. If if we had, like, those, those little, like, one, like the way TV people do, that one little earbud, when we could do everything through the ISD is what they call it in the biz, right? IUD. Um, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I do like my bucket hat, but not enough to actually wear it. I have an eyelash in my eye. I just saw you looking at the video. Like, <laughs> I was second, like, oh, it was Levesque. Okay. Ago. No, yeah. I thought about Matt Bob in the back of my head, like, oh, he tells us not to look at each other. Now something's, he might have suffered an injury during Matt, the show. Matt Bob crossed the line. He did the slow news day on us on Saturday, so he's SOL. He's out. He's in. He's in the penalty box. I hate slow news day. Mount Rushmore's those. I. I will. He's blocking comments now on our YouTube page, Levac. I don't know how we know how to do it, but we do. And you've been also, blocked. Also, uh, you know what? My my one of my biggest pet peeves back in the radio days. People who didn't take good care of the restroom. Somebody, and I don't even think I don't even know if it's actually an Empire person. It might just be somebody who was close to the to the the room. Somebody's not doing well. Uh uh-uh. oh. There's some grossness going on. Like, do that. Literally, do that shit at home. Don't do that here. Okay. <laughs> this bathroom in this office is is a one and run, not a one and runs. Okay. Like, <laughs> you, I don't know if you're watching, or if you know somebody who might do that at home. Just do that, please. That's disgusting. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs it. I don't mean to shit talk everybody, but here I am. Well, thank God, it's Techies Tuesday, live at the MVP Arena, home of the Albany Empire. Make sure you go to the Firewolves game this Saturday because we'll be giving away free tickets to the Empire home opener on the 23rd. Support the Firewolves, support the Empire, and let's get after it, Albany. We are 11 days away from the home opening kickoff. We are 16 days away from the NFL draft. Levesque, we are in that mock, mock, mock draft season where mock, mock, mocking on NFL's door. Especially New York fans are interested in exactly what's happening and where players could land. I feel like the biggest storyline now is 
if you're a Giant fan or a Jet fan, if the Jets are going to trade their pick, and if Thibodeau from Oregon, who could easily go as the number one pick, will get to the Giants about two-plus weeks away, are those the two storylines you're most intrigued by for the Jets if the Jets will make a trade for like a DK Metcalf or an A.J. Brown, and if the Giants can be in the right spot to get Kayvon Thibodeau? I think I think the the Saints are are poised to make a move up. I think they're going to package those two first and move up even further, maybe with the Jets. Because the Jets, you, you think about it, you're sitting pretty right now. You don't want a quarterback right now. You might. Who knows? But quarterback selection, not great. You don't want one. You got Zach Wilson. You might be able to get three first-round picks. That's going to be expensive because then all, all three of them could hit their – you know, their fifth year at the same time, and you might need all three of them. But you could you could legitimately get in a position to get three first-round picks or maybe add some first-rounders for next year or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting. I think there's going to be a lot of trading. That's what I think. So let's, let's play that Saints game you're talking about. Okay. So if the Saints are the biggest movers and they have a potential quarterback in mind, now Jameis Winston's coming off an injury. He's rehabbing. He's sharing that on social media. Taysom Hill's... Uh, love affair with Sean Payton has ended because Sean Payton's not there anymore. One day we'll get the 30 for 30 or the behind the scenes of why Sean Payton adored Taysom Hill so much. So uh, who knows if the new head coach wants anything to do with them. So yeah, look, if the Saints jump up, and as you mentioned, if the Jets or even the Giants are interested in a quarterback, they would not get the first pick of their quarterback. And that's what I think makes this the most difficult for New York fans is that if you are the Jets or the Giants, here's what you should do. For the next two weeks, Leak to the New York press. Did you hear the Giants worked out Kenny Pickett? Right. Did you hear the Giants? Well, are at, yeah, that's right. Get them Every all. single day, there should be a post in the Daily News, the New York Post, anybody talking about quarterbacks of the New York teams to freak out the Saints over the next 16 well, who days. You, who, who, are you, who are you drafting? I don't know who you're drafting. I was, uh, I was thinking about Aiden Hutchinson. That's who he wants. <laughs> Whoa. Right. Well, now, nah, you know, I was thinking like Malik Willis. Oh, my God. I literally just changed my mind and decided I wanted them like, well, wait a minute. Are you, do you just want whoever we want? Yeah, and I'll freaking take them too if you don't trade with me. <laughs> Pay the price, bitch. You how you want you want them or not? I know I'm gonna ask you this question probably two or three more times before we actually get the draft underway. By the way, the Irons Edge is where Godzilla Media Levac House will be this year for draft. Can't night. Make it. So <laughs> be there for the Irons <laughs> Edge. Levac may or may not be there. He's I think I'm there. Okay. I don't know. April 28th, by the way, is that day, right? April 28th is still a Thursday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Bye week. I'm good. Oh, no, we're on the road. We're going. You're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I might be in Jacksonville. I might be. I might leave. 6.30 to 8 o'clock, LeVac and Goss, some version of LeVac, pregame, and then the draft all night long. I am already sweating, thinking about a live stream for more than three hours during draft night. I'll be stressed. Yeah. Godzilla Media host will be joining us as well. Iron's Edge, That's join us for that. I know it's a lot, and I'm already nervous about Did you the whole tell, thing. You didn't tell me that. Not you and I. Like you and I. Oh. Will, yeah, you and I will be bouncing back and forth. They're not going to take my equipment, right? No, um, no, they're not going to take your equipment. I don't like. I don't trust any of the people that work with us, or you, or whatever. Uh, here's Crappy the question shows. I was going to ask: Is the draft 2022's draft this yes, upcoming? Is. is it the most important for the Jets or Giants? Like, is a New York team the team that needs to have the most success in this year's draft? I mean, with with how early your two first round picks are, yeah, yeah, you should you should come away with two starters each in the first round, or a move that makes you markedly better for years to come. Um, to to look at the Jets, 
to see Joe Douglas and big game Bob Sala, I think you, you want to see them add two marquee starters. As far as the Giants go, we don't know who they are right now. You know, Shane and uh, Dable, we don't know who they, we don't know their identity. So not only is it important to get it right, it's important to do, to pick in such a way that Giants fans look around and go, I knew we got the right guys. Maybe, I mean, maybe long-term it doesn't do what you need it to do, but right now and then winning in the in the years to come, because you know damn well that New York media is sitting there watching both these guys going, oh, that's an F grade, and they're going to come after him. But, no, I think it's extremely important because how early they are. And I would say if I had to right now with no trades involved and no rumors that are crazy that are being reported, it's more important right now for the Jets than the Giants. And it's more important for the Jets because of how competitive the AFC East is. The Buffalo Bills right now are the Super Bowl favorite. The Miami Dolphins have been incredibly aggressive this offseason. and should have been as aggressive in 2021, but they did it this year. The Patriots are in a spot where Robert Kraft has went publicly and said he expects the team to be back in the playoffs. He doesn't like missing the playoffs. Belichick, he also expects to be left alone at Orchids of Asia Day Spa for his good rubbing time. New England fans. <laughs> like, I can't believe you guys are going after Sean Watson for that. New, New England fans have not let any quarterback back off from criticism that's not named Tom Brady, and that's Cam Newton followed by Mac Jones, and Patriot fans slowly started to turn on Mac Jones. Yes, he did not play as well towards the end of the season, but playing against better teams. So where do the Jets stand in that mix? This is the start of where they can get better. It's you call them Big Game Bob. Big Game Bob. Big Game Bob, Bob Sala. And the Jets have Sala. to find a way to get those impact players. For the Giants, uh, Joe Shane Look, they can have a great draft and still suck this year. They can have really good rookies wow, and go positive. like four and thirteen. Don't you think the Giants? Okay, here's what I think is going to happen for the Giants right now. I don't think the Giants are going to draft a quarterback. I think they're going to wait till 2023. I hope so. And get like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or one of these big names that's coming out who plays for a big time school, and they'll give Shane another year. Like, look, I never wanted Daniel Jones, Brian Dable. Yeah, but- oh, I didn't want this guy either. Let's get our new guy in. Well, here. yeah, but you already you were done a favor anyway because. Mara came out and said we never gave Daniel Jones a real chance. So now, as as Shane or as as Dable, you can go. Well, we decided to go all in, build the team around him, give him the best chance to be successful. Didn't work out. We made our ownership happy. Now we're looking for a quarterback in a year with way better quarterbacks. It, anybody who drafts a quarterback this year just feels desperate to me, and it might work out. Kenny Pickett might overcome the small hands. Uh, Malik Willis might overcome the the greenness that he is. He is not, you know, played in a major program. Blah blah blah. blah. They might, but it feels desperate if you have to draft a quarterback this year. I'm very desperate. Speaking of desperate, oh, no. hi, hi guys. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> when he said desperate in my mind, I'm like, it's gonna be like the, a really bad game of like uh, musical chairs. Where like the music stopped, you have to sit. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to draft. A, no, no, no. I have to sit. I have to do. That. Uh, how about our pal Jared Lozier? Northeastern Insurance. Northeastern Insurance taking <laughs> care of us. I'm just talking to the guys over at Northeastern Insurance today. Shout out to those guys. 518-956-3753. That's how I know the number by heart. 518-956-3753. Jared Lozier, you've been hearing him talking about Tortuga. Jared is living the dream right now in Tortuga. He has fun. Work hard, play hard. That's an original phrase I just thought of. He just, yeah, no one's ever said it before. Yeah. That Jared Lozier does. If you want to save cash here this spring, maybe you're looking at through tax season. You waited until the end of the month. Yeah, let's not spend that much on that this year. Jared will find a quote for you, whether it's your home, your small business, your car. Find the quotes and the rates that will help you save cash this year. He will shop the market for you. 
Call them on that number, 518-956-3753. Hope music's in the background. Jared, are you in Tortuga? Can you, can you FaceTime me? Can you show me the girls? We'll call you Monday. Boom, boom, boom. Or email him, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. Hope to see him at draft night as well. He's a Colts fan. And uh, probably at the Empire game as well. Speaking of, I, I know we got Q&A at the end of the day. The Mitts 7. The hunt is still on for you, the mid seven. I, where, where are you? If you know the mid seven, please tell him to email me, G O Z at GazilaMedia.com. You've got tickets available for this Albany Empire season. I want to leave them at will call as the mid seven, and you can claim it. Who are you? Who? Where are you? Who are you? All the guys live from the MVP Arena. Tatakis Tuesday, tefirewater.com. Find out all the great things we do. Uh, do you know our guys, uh, we sterilize the field. Oh, so we have all the, because one of the things at Tech East we do is we can go through with the Steramist and all those things and, uh, you know, disinfect and clean. Went through, did everything. Did it all. So just making it safe for you to come check out the Empire April 23rd. Here, the MVP Arena. Uh, Q&A to end the day. You ready? Yes. All right, so we've got uh, we got a decent batch of questions. I'm uh, very tired. I've been here a long, long time today. Uh, that's what happens when you start your day as 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 a douchebag. All right, we'll go with Tom Gross, my guy. Shout out to Tom Gross, man. I got to meet him in person. This oh, that's the first time you actually met him. I did. Love Shout Tom. out to Tom. Two comments and a question. The comments are: the uniforms are great. It was great to see you both. Thanks. Love the uniforms. I don't know about us. I don't really like the way we look. Um, question. <laughs> Who do you think the Jags are going to take with the top pick in the draft? Uh, Man, why is this harder than we think it is, right? Like, every year it's such a slam dunk. season. I just saw today on NFLDraft.com, NFLNetwork.com, that they're changing their pick once a week now. I don't even want to – I don't even remember it's who they It's Thibodeau because Doug Peterson's willing to take a guy – for upside, it's going to be Thibodeau. As of this moment, I would take Aiden Hutchinson because he was more impressive this past season than Thibodeau. If Bryce Young, you're going to love this comment. If Bryce Young doesn't come back against Auburn, Hutchinson wins the Heisman Trophy. Uh, 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 but Aiden Hutchinson played better. I know, for him. I know Thibodeau was the number one high school recruit. He's the number one prospect. He's uh, at the highest ceiling. The highest ceiling. That's all true. I would say Hutchinson and Thibodeau are super close, but at this moment right now, I will say Hutchinson, and I'm allowed to change that tomorrow. All right. Well, Travis Hughes, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, his answer, if your your answer could change my answer here. Uh, hey, fellas, quick question. Which idiot team pulls the trigger on a QB first in this year's draft? If you're correct and Hutchinson goes one, it's two. It's Detroit. Ooh. If Hutchinson's there at two, they take Hutchinson. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, th- I thought he asked quarterback. Yeah, he said who takes quarterback first. So if Hutchinson goes one yeah. to Jacksonville, like you said, he's off the board. Detroit will go quarterback. Okay. If he's on the board, Detroit keeps him because the Michigan thing and the you know the kneecap biting and everything. So I'm going to say Detroit. I think it goes two overall. I would say that if Hutchinson goes one, someone might trade up to two, like to get Thibodeau. Maybe the Giants should consider it. Nah, trade up for DN stuff. Okay. I will go with a safer one. I'll go with Carolina at six. Sam Darnold has not been good enough to be out there. PJ Walker was playing Cam Newton. That first game Cam Newton played, I know we talked about him earlier. He was actually really productive that first game back for Carolina. 
Then he screamed on back and then had like three yeah. turnovers that same month. <laughs> but, yeah, it was garbage. Uh, I would go with Carolina at six. And boy, I feel like uh, Pickett was better than Willis's past year, but maybe Carolina wants Malik Willis. I will go with Pickett at six for Carolina. Mm. I think either the second pick or the fourth pick will be used on a quarterback. I don't know necessarily know to be the guys who are there, but I, I do think that's that's what's going to happen. All right, so apparently Nick Pelt, who was messing with Corey, is a farmhand oh. for Darfler. So he is asking this. When you guys bar broadcasting from Darfler's sap house, we can cover some good material the sport of woodchuck hunting. Um, if you ever see us broadcasting live from Corey's, call the police. We've been abducted. <laughs> Love Corey, not going, not going to do it. Corey, I have said to you since we've launched this new style of the show that I will do at least one show out there at some point. Uh, we are getting a lot more busy than I realized. We got a few more live shows, a lot more live shows this year coming up. Uh, we've got a few locations that have already been scheduled for the summer and the fall. I don't think December is the right time to get out there because then the farm animals aren't out there. Maybe this summer. Maybe this summer. Corey fired not. back with do some burgers and Argyle Brewery. Set them up on the hill in front of the farm or out back. Also do some skeet shooting. Levac and shall be shouting out to guys. Pull! LOL. <laughs> Again, if you see me at Corey's, I've been abducted and you should call the police. You know, <laughs> you know what, Corey? Maybe we'll get there sooner. No, I got a Venmo I'm for guys in the media's business. We can I need talk. more money then. Uh, sure, Brian sure. Katie, you ready for hey, another Brian question? Katie. Q and A of the day. Who has more to prove in the NBA playoffs based on how their regular season played out, Kyrie or Harden? Great question. Uh, terrible question. I would go with Harden. Yeah, I would go with James Harden because 100%. Kyrie is dislikable as both those guys are. Harden was the talk of this year's draft, and Philadelphia truly believes that they can win a championship with Harden and Embiid. The Embiid and Jokic MVP conversation is probably closer than a lot of people. I know Jokic is a heavier favorite wagering-wise now, but Embiid won the scoring title 30-plus a game for the first time in 40 years, but Jokic, because of the stats of assists and rebounds, is going to win it. Harden's the answer because Harden hasn't won a championship. He is the focal point of Philadelphia. They mortgage the future for him. Kyrie's got a championship. Uh, and Simmons isn't there anymore, and Harden's not there anymore. So he gets a little pressure off of him. Harden would be my answer. You can play the victim card if you're Kyrie for this year because of rules, because of COVID, whatever. You didn't get to play as much. You were rusty, blah, blah, blah. Harden is an asshole. He has forced his way out of too many teams. He he fooled us in in, in Brooklyn. He fooled us. He fooled us. We all thought he'd, he'd, he had grown up, and he was better. No, not true. So Harden has to prove it. Harden has to prove that he is that damn good, that even though – He's an a-hole. He needs you need him on your team. You want him on that wall. You need him on that wall. I've got a little wordy one here. Hopefully, you don't Ooh. get confused by this. Okay. Actually, this is coming from my dad, Mr. Goss here with the dad. TG two. He hit the Scotty Scheffler bet for the Masters. Nice. Now he's parlayed it with a few. So he's buying beers. He's parlayed it though with a few future wagers. Okay. Him and I had this conversation. I'm gonna offer it up to you. It's gonna get a little confusing. I hope it doesn't get that okay. confused now. All right. Okay. He wants to potentially hedge his bet. Okay. But we already won. How do you have to? Have, oh, well, he's he, got. Yeah, let's right. just for the, the sake of this conversation, right. do two parts of it, right? Yeah. He's got Scheffler and he's got the Bills winning the AFC. Okay. Let's say the Bills get to the AFC title game. Right. Would you ever hedge a sports bet using spreads in the game? 
Well, it depends on the spread. Okay. So, like, you're saying. Like, if, let's say he says, I know what, I got the Bills winning, but I'm going to take the Chiefs plus seven because, yeah. hey, I can have a bigger payout than if I take a money line. But, like, anything Chiefs minus three and a half or more. Nah, no thanks. Because they, they still win by a field goal, I still lose. Yes. You know, and then I lose both bets. So, it, no. It's a dangerous game. So, I think a lot of people, if you had Scheffler, if you had Kansas, if maybe you've got a future wager on some other team here in the NBA or the NHL, I am not bold enough to touch a spread for a potential hedge I, sports bet. I would just take money line and take my ticket and cash right. it. And thank you very much. I had the perfect hedge the other night. It was a six-team parlay. All I had left was the Mets. As the game went on, it was later in the game. Nationals were um, plus like 550 or whatever. So I threw five on them. It would have paid the, almost the same either way. That's when you hedge. You don't, because you, you, you be throwing bad money after good if you're not careful. You don't want that. That's bad for betting. 1 800 gambler. Um, Always increase you get your Kenny odds. Rogers every time you call. That's right. Always increase your odds to win and not your odds to lose. Or if you want to be bold and cash in, like Levac said, like if you can find a number that gets you a payoff that's better. Awesome. Not for me. I'll take my money and thank you very much. Um, Q and A, Corey, Corey, Corey Darfler. Here we go. Ready, Corey from Greenwich. Q and A. Let me use it. Why is college basketball football tradition to have championship on a Monday? You know how you do that segment where you stand up and yell. We used to. We don't do it anymore. Why Monday at nine thirty? Why not on Sunday? Have the women's game at one and the men's game at six. Corey's like 30, mid-30s. He sounds like he's 90 years old. Hey. Hey, you play these games at nine-something at night, and you think I'm going to see them? I got to play with my salty sweet nuts in the morning. I don't have time for this. I got to tap that tree for the sap, the sweet, sweet sap. Like, no, he, he's I – I like him on the weekend, my damn self, but Monday, Sunday doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me. It doesn't really like if you if you play the game on Sunday. I'm already thinking about tomorrow morning. You play the game on Monday. Actually, I would rather Monday over Sunday for a late late game. It's about ratings. That's it. Like they just want a better. I got to recoup from a weekend. Right, like a, a Sunday, unless you're HBO on Sunday nights, uh, and their ratings. That's not even really counting because it's a paid subscription. They feel like Mondays they can sell it better. That's the reason. Monday they think a bigger audience, bigger crowd. Sorry, Corey. You yeah, they like they want to be spotlighted. I should have used this when we got the Jack question. DJ just wrote this one, and DJ wrote in. Uh, he passes along to us about Travis Etienne or Etienne, however, whatever accent you want to put on it, depending on where you're from. Uh, he was asked about missing the 2021 season. Now Urban Meyer's gone. According to the quote on Twitter, glad I missed that season. <laughs> it's like maybe the hate of Urban Meyer is even larger than I realized. Should maybe be. the players really despised him. Again, what was he thinking? What was he thinking? You had all the money in the world. You're a freaking legend, even even with scandals. Why would you do it? Why would you risk your legacy? Stupid. Disgracia. All right. Um, that's it. Q&A day is done. That's Listen, it. That's, that's wants the ones to, I had, yeah. Anybody wants to, you know, creep in some questions? Listen, I'm, I'm ready. Um, dude, there was a funny moment yesterday at practice for the Empire. I want to say this because it's a shout-out to our guy, Boston Dan. So... Hooters has been helping us out. They've been coming through and making sure the guys have stuff to eat on camp nights where, you know, hey, you're, uh, you don't, you don't want to eat the same food all the time. You'll come to Hooters. We'll take care of you. So yesterday, Mike Corda, myself, we're standing on the sideline. We're talking. We're actually talking to George Manius about 
Saturday night at the Firewolves game. And all of a sudden, they break practice. They all get in the huddle. It's one, two, three. Hooters! <laughs> they all yell out together. <laughs> Every one of our players yells out Hooters at the top of their lungs. And they turn and look at me and smile. And, like, Darius Prince yells over, we know why we got all the gift cards to go hang out at Hooters because you're always there, LeVac. I'm like, I'll see you tonight, Darius. He's like, on my way. So I thought it was cool that they broke out like a quick Hooters chant at the end. This summer, this spring, go to Hooters and see what our player you bump into. I know. Austin Dan loves listening to the show. We appreciate him. He's going to have like a checklist out there. He's going to be signing autographs as a part of it. I love it. He's a smelly butthead. I didn't say he's a smelly butthead. He's from Boston. Oh, you know what? I found another cute I've replaced name. him with Boston Nick. What's the Nick? <laughs> I saw cute name in the day. Levac, you're getting pelted with like trivia questions now on Twitter. Is that true? Where people oh, ask, it's our Eric yeah. the trivia podcast. They, yeah, it was now. named um, without Barry Sanders, named the five Lions running backs, five most recent Lions running backs to rush for over 1,000 yards in a season. Oh. I knew two off the top of my head. I think I have a third now. Good God. You want to do it? You have trivia later, so you can use it. I don't even know. Five Lions running. I don't even know if I can. Not Barry Sanders. Not who, ran, who rushed for a thousand years. Of the last ten years. Uh, say last ten years. No, I think it's just not counting Barry Sanders. Yeah, the last five to do it. The only two I'd guess was maybe like Reggie Bush. Correct. And, okay. Then a guy named Javid Best who played at Cal for a couple of years. I don't think so. Uh, at least that's not what uh, I know. James Stewart did it. And I think Sims. I think it was like a Billy Sims or something oh like that. God, that's tough. But the other two, I have no idea. I have no clue. I'm gonna click right now. I think you have to go back. Answers. I think you have to go way back to get the other ones. I know. I knew it was Bush because I remember Bush had that really great year. I actually had him in fantasy football. That's why he had like a thousand. He had like a 1,200, almost 1,200 rushing yards that year or something. Here we go. Reggie Bush. Yeah. James Stewart. Go Billy boom. Sims. Oh. Steve Owens. Nope. And Kevin Jones. Nope. Oh never would have got God, the other two. That's hard. And the Sims one, I wasn't positive on, which I think I think Sims had multiple thousand yard years. But there you go. Oh, we got to do that trivia show again. Shout out to the bench warmers, man. We like those guys a lot. A good time. A good time. Uh, maybe after the season's under, maybe a bye week or something for the season because I'm very busy. Very busy, man. We will come on your podcast whenever it is if we're free. And why does that sound like dirty? It? Uh, all right. <laughs> Corey, Corey is uh, he clearly is listening live right now. Corey from Greenwich, can't wait for draft night. I know you guys miss my sweet salty nuts. LOL. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna let that live where it is. I'm gonna <laughs> let it breathe. I'm gonna let that one breathe the way it is. All right, uh, time to get out of here. Don't forget opening night, April 23rd, 7 p.m. kickoff. Carolina Cobras coming to town for an ass whooping from your favorite football team, the Albany Empire. Uh, we are fired up. <laughs> Make sure you get those tickets. Don't miss out. We're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. That's a lot. Uh, my advice to everybody, get your damn tickets. Come watch the Empire win another championship, my friends.